Hey everybody, welcome to the show. And I have a very outstanding guest today. I really believe you're gonna learn a lot of very pertinent information just days away from what I'm calling the most consequential election of our lifetime. But Dr. Frank Wright is the president and CEO of uh, Dr. James Kennedy Ministries. He's also a keynote speaker at many different events. He's the former president and COO of Salem Media, which we happen to run this show on Salem, former president and CEO of the National Religious Broadcasters, one of my favorite uh, conferences and organizations. And then now he is, like I said, the CEO at uh, Dr. James Kennedy Center for Christian Statesmanship. And by the way, you've been uh, on Capitol Hill for 24 years. Is that right, Dr. Wright? Either full or part-time. Yeah, 24 years and have lived to tell the story. And, uh, <laughs> there's something in the water up there, man. Just don't drink it when you go. It's not, it's not good for you. Oh my goodness. Well, we were just down there uh, where I saw hundreds of thousands of Christians converging on the National Mall. And it was pretty amazing and impactful at the return. And then Franklin Graham led a march and Dr. Jim Garlow had an event that same day. Just amazing stuff that's been going on. Uh, So glad to see what God's doing. But I really want to hear from you today because you have some information that you're bringing out that I think people need to know about. And you're asking the question, why does atheist George Soros give millions to faith groups. And I'll tell you, I ran into this working uh, with friends in the Trump campaign. They're talking about this rent and evangelical movement where people are coming out and they're really going against biblical values, but they're doing it in the name of Christianity. Can you shed a little bit light on that, Dr. Wright? Well, Soros is the funding engine of anything that's hard left and progressive. And sadly, in our day, there are some evangelicals who consider themselves progressive evangelicals or left-wing evangelicals. I think if you're going to call yourself left-wing, if you really understand what that means, then you better put the evangelical in quotations so that people understand you're talking about something a little bit different than a Bible-believing individual that founds their faith on the person and work of Christ and lives their life, It tries to live their life in accordance with the Scriptures. So Soros is no dummy. He channels his money a lot of different ways. He leads a lot of other liberal foundations in his stead. If you see Soros' Open Society Foundation make a gift, the Ford Foundation will be right behind him, uh, and the Rockefeller and the rest of them, Carnegie, the rest of them will follow in suit. And so, you know, it's the old, uh, Todd, it's the old uh, saw about he who pays the piper calls the tune. The reason George Soros funny, funnels money into left-wing evangelical groups is so that he can get them to do and say what he wants. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And you mentioned that video, uh, Rent an Evangelical, undercover camera work with hard, hard left progressive folks saying, oh, sure, we can rent an evangelical spokesman anytime we need. So what you've got here, though, is a picture of Soros's power and influence and a picture of the sorry state of the Church of Jesus Christ today, in That's which right. people are walking away from biblical authority. You got Andy Stanley, God bless him, telling people to unhitch your faith from the Old Testament. Right. Everything half the half the New Testament is a quotation of the Old Testament, if not more. Yes. And uh, so it's uh, we're living in pretty pretty bizarre times. So the Church is in the crosshairs of the Marxist socialists. They always have been. You know, the argument of socialists that make an answer to the unanswerable question, you ask them, hey, why has your movement failed everywhere it's been tried? Well, the answer to the, the Marxist socialists give is there are two institutions standing in the way, the family and the church, hmm. two competing authority structures. And Todd, they've done a pretty darn good job of dismembering the family. Yeah. In 1960, 
7% of all live births were to unwed mothers. Last year, 43% of all live, live births were to an unwed mother, 56% in the Hispanic community, 73% in the black community. Wow. Three out of every four black children born in America this year will likely not know a father growing up in their home. Wow. They've done a great job of undermining the family, and now the church is in their crosshairs, and so far they're making some substantial progress there as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, we look at what we call the seven mountains of influence and, you know, all these mountains uh, have been infiltrated, it seems. And the very last one was the church. And now, you know, we've seen education. We've seen, you know, all the different government, all these different mountains. But now they're coming in for the church and it's at our doorstep. You know, how alarming is that to you, Dr. Wright? Very much so. I mean, the church, the picture of the church in the New Testament is like a ship on the ocean in the world, but not of the world. Well, the ship is taking on water, the yeah. and the ship is not having the influence that it should have. It's given up its, its uh, you know, witness to, to Christ and even to uh, the hope of eternal life through faith in Christ. It's given that witness up by buying into this pietistic idea that, well, I just need to focus on my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. The world's going, world's going to hell in a handbasket. Let it, let that happen. You know, you know, so we see so many excuses for why people do not do what Christ has called us to do. And that is to bring the gospel to the world and to bring the mind of Christ to the institutions of culture. You remember Todd Abraham Kuyper, former prime minister of Holland yeah. uh, and uh, a, a theologian himself who said, that there's not one square inch in the whole domain of human existence over which Christ, who is Lord over all, cannot say, mine. Mm. It's mine. It's all mine. And so that means business, education, community service, and yes, government and politics. These are all domains in which Christians should be actively involved. Instead, yeah. we've gone into a retreat. And yeah. as Dr. Kennedy used to like to say, politics, like nature, abhors a vacuum. When there's yes. a vacuum created by the departure of evangelicals, it'll be filled by secular forces and the forces of ungodliness. That's right. You, you know, uh, to those that listen to the show regularly, you're literally, you know, speaking exactly what we talk about. And that's why it's just so important. And there, we talked uh, offline how there's organizations that won't even put this type of information. We want to unpack the situation with George Soros a little bit more. But, you know, before we get into that, there's literally almost like a blackout. And it's even in our own culture, Dr. Wright, where even other Christian organizations don't want to really expose what's going on here. Why do you think that is? It's just timidity. It's a spirit of timidity. It's, it's not a spirit, spirit of power and of a sound mind. It's a spirit of fearfulness. You know, I called several Christian television networks to try to get to buy airtime from them, OTOs, you know, one-time only spots, yeah. the air of this billionaire radical, and we were turned down. Why? I mean, you know, I, I guess some people don't know that President Trump was not able to get rid of the Johnson Amendment, but he did put it on hold by issuing right. an executive order that his administration cannot enforce it. That's so right. there's no risk to anybody right now. To You and I could endorse candidates right now if we chose to do so and would have no impact whatsoever on us. And That's by the right. way, you remember that the Alliance Defending Freedom does their annual pulpit project and about a thousand pastors do that every year. What does the IRS do? Nothing, zero. Nothing. They sure. want no precedent to be created, so they ignore it. So why? They're just timid. Is it mm -hmm. people in the church 
Is it people who are donors that are afraid of offending? You know, we live in this time when uh, we don't have enough people who are bold enough in their faith to stand for truth and see what God will do with our witness. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. I think that pretty much encompasses everything. The uttermost parts, I think it's got it all. And uh, so why aren't we being witnesses in this area that is clearly bent on undermining the foundations of America, the foundations of freedom, including religious freedom, right. could have an adverse impact on the gospel. No, no, no. We just need to stay away from all that stuff. That's right. Very scary stuff. You know, I pastored in California for 16 years. I have many friends out there that still are pastoring. Some of them have been fined up to $5,000 per service. I have a friend that has a $50,000 fine right now. A friend in Florida that actually went to jail for having church service. And I can go on and on uh, about the infringements of religious liberties and freedom in our nation. And uh, this is something that we would probably see nationwide more so if a Biden, uh, God forbid, uh, you know, presidency were to occur. Uh, you know, you mentioned socialism and communism. You know, how concerning is that as you've been in D.C. for all these years to see these things taking such a, an immediate progression so, so far advanced and fast? You know, Todd, it feels like it's happening fast, but we really need to maintain a historical perspective. We see that this has been a longstanding effort. In fact, I asked a friend of mine not too long ago, what happened on the 4th of July, 1826? And he said, well, it's the 4th of July. I can tell you fireworks happened. It's the 4th of July. Well, on the 4th of July, 1826, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, the last two living signers of the Declaration, died on the same day, the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration. In New Harmony, Indiana, on that same day, Robert Owen stood outside his communist commune and said, I'm declaring to you today my declaration of mental independence. Hmm. He identified what he called an evil trinity of monstrosities that were besetting mankind. What, hmm. are this, what is this trinity of evils? Private property, marriage, and religion. Wow. 1826. Wow. Karl Marx was eight years old. So the roots of this go way back. And then the Soviet Revolution, and everybody needs to read one of the most important political books people could ever read is Whitaker Chambers' biography, Witness. Hmm. It talks about the Soviet communist infiltration of America's government, yeah. uh, the vestiges that were still there today. And then yeah. in the 1960s, you've got Rudy Dechke and Herbert Marcuse, and they said, we need to start a long march through the institutions and take them over. And the academy is gone. And so many other institutions are as well. Corporate America is under duress. Yes. So really, we have, to be, we have to be forthright about this and say what we see unfolding around us today is not random chaos. That's it's right. the unfolding of a longstanding plan, and the plan is on the ballot this year. Mm, that's right. Your choice is freedom or your choice is authoritarianism at a minimum, totalitarianism likely. And that's people right. that have emigrated to America from Soviet uh, you know, Soviet bloc countries, yes. they can tell you that they see happening in America today the exact thing, same, same things that they saw then. And uh, we really are at a place where the American experiment is hanging in the balance. The thing yes. that made America unique at the founding was we get to choose our own rulers. Yes. And if we don't get out and we don't vote, God help us 
because we have sealed our own national doom. Now, the gospel will still triumph. God's people can still count on the sovereignty of God and the providence of God. But we live in a nation that's been a beacon of hope, a beacon of light, and a beacon for the gospel of Jesus Christ to the entire world. That could come to a grinding halt 244 years later after those people gathered in Philadelphia and signed uh, the declaration pledging their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor. That's right. You said that just perfectly, sir. And I will tell you, um, you know, it's interesting that Philadelphia and Pennsylvania is one of the states that we're not looking to. It's almost like, uh, you know, full circle here. And the Lord is giving us this option. Uh, I want to go back to George Soros, because this is a topic that not many discuss. Now, I've had the question, people ask me, why hasn't President Trump arrested George Soros? I mean, how does he get away with the stuff that he does? And it sometimes it blows my mind. And the second question is, where does he get the money? Well, George Soros was born in 1930 in pre-World War II Hungary and uh, was given to a Gentile family by his Jewish parents so that he would not be transported during the Holocaust. His mentor said George was his adopted godson. But after the Jews were transported, George and his mentor went around confiscating Jewish property that had been left behind. He was asked on 60 Minutes by Steve Cross, did he have any problems with that, guilt problems with that in these latter days? And he said, yeah, none whatsoever. And uh, so Soros, though, was smart enough, this is the enigma of George Soros, smart enough to flee in the face of communism. When the Russians started coming from the east at the end of World War II, he went west. Hmm. And he made his way to Great Britain, became a British citizen, later an American citizen. He's made most of his money speculating in financial markets, in some cases very aggressively, in some cases people say illegally, by shorting currencies and, uh, and, then, and then, you know, betting against the downfall of a currency and then making the downfall happen. He literally crushed the British pound and wow. made six or seven billion dollars in a day, hmm. which was paid for by British citizens. So he's made himself fabulously wealthy as a hedge fund kind of guy, a speculator in a high risk speculator in currencies. But, you know, he's... Uh, Having fled in the face of communism, he wants to impose communism on the rest of us. He yeah. didn't want to live under it, but he wants us to live under it. Yeah. So he's taken his fortune, an estimated $32 billion, and given most of that away, $20 billion of it, to the Open Society Foundation, which funds every hard left radical group, Black Lives Matter, yeah. all the rest of them, and a bunch of evangelical ones too, Sojourners and, and World Vision and ERLC, the you know, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Wow. He's got his fingers everywhere because his money's everywhere. Wow. As as I said to you once before, he's like, uh, if if FedEx, what FedEx is to overnight delivery, George Soros is to socialism. He's the funding mechanism. He's the network. He's the one that makes it all happen. Why hasn't he been arrested or charged? Well, he hasn't been fully investigated. Hmm. And he's smart. He gives money through his uh, Open Society Foundation to another 501c3, goes to another one, to a third one, then to a for-profit entity. These things are hard to trace without a comprehensive investigation. So the main reason we did our special, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America, is because we're calling for a congressional investigation into George Soros' influence in the demise of America as a, as a democratic republic. 
Yes, and I want to talk about how we can get that in just a minute. Uh, you know, it, many people say he, you know, he's been banned, I think, from certain countries. Uh, you know, uh, in Ukraine, I know he had his hand in what happened in the Ukraine. Uh, I believe he's had his hand in the caravans, like you said, just funding different things over the course of the last few months, even uh, Black Lives Matter, um, Antifa. You know, and that's where it really gets into. I mean, th these people have destroyed billions of dollars in property around the nations. You know, I've been all around the country and seeing what these cities look like. It's so upsetting to me. I think most Americans don't see it firsthand because I speak at various places. I drive through these cities and it just breaks my heart, Dr. Frank. I mean, it just breaks my heart. And so we really hope there's justice. Tell us about uh, the movie and how we can get it and where we can find it and all these different things. Well, one last piece about Soros, and you mentioned his Eastern European influence. It's pretty important to make note of that because he single-handedly uh, funded the overturning of a number of governments in Eastern yeah. Europe. That's why he's been banned in those countries. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he did it largely through questions about election results. Oh, boy. Fraud in balloting. That's how he and, – and it was the election fraud that started riots and a revolution that overturned those governments. So wow. I know you're, I see you shaking your head. And wow. the echo, we can see the echo of that today. If Donald Trump is reelected, which I fully expect him to be, uh, we're going to see, I no doubt, see riots in select cities where hmm. Soros has his prosecutors that he's paid for and where Soros has his minions set up to do their slash and burn that we've seen them do all summer long. Yeah, well, and you, you know, Newt Gingrich tried to mention that, I think it was on a Fox interview, even Fox News, and they cut him off. It was unbelievable. It was like one of the most bizarre clips I've seen on, you know, all the years of watching, just unbelievable what happened there. So that's crazy. It is. In fact, Todd, you're a media guy, so you know what happened. Most people don't. At the end of that scenario, when they said, we're not going to talk about George Soros here, there was this long sort of awkward pregnant silence. Yes. And the hosts were sort of looking at the camera like deer in the headlights. And you and I both know there was a producer in the earpiece <laughs> telling them what to do. And what that means is this order about not talking about Soros came down from on high. Yes. News. Yes. And why would they do that? Because they're as afraid of losing their advertising dollars as everybody else. That's the way Soros comes after you is to sue you, number one. And number two, take away your sources of revenue to cancel the old, the old cancel culture idea. And uh, this is what, 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 why people are so fearful of George Soros. This yes. is also why we need a, a congressional investigation first and a referral to the Justice Department to do a more thorough one. That's right. That's right. So tell us uh, how we can find your information online. I'd love to watch this and see all this stuff that you're breaking down. Yeah, Todd, we produced uh, a, a one hour DVD special entitled George, uh, excuse me, Billi Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America, and a book entitled George Soros Exposed. This is a short book, but it punches way above its weight class. It really has so much in it that people will have no idea, but they'll understand why everyone's so fearful of George Soros when they read that. Hmm. And then two pieces, a chart that we call the follow the money chart, which we researched completely, hmm. establishing the connections between the Open Society Foundation of Soros and Ford and and uh, all the other liberal foundations and all of these left-wing uh, groups that are doing all these radical efforts from supporting, you know, supporting George Soros's agenda, which is basically a pro-abortion, uh, LGBTQ, uh, uh, open borders, legalized prostitution, defund the police, hmm. uh, all these things, all these different groups, all can be traced back to Soros. So you can find the four resources we have, the, the video, the book, 
the uh, follow the money chart, and then there's a database documenting every one of these connections. We didn't want to be accused of just pulling stuff down off the internet and doing a program on it. Mm. So you can go to our website, which is djkm.org, stands for D. James Kennedy Ministries, djkm.org. You'll see a banner there of George Soros and all these resources are available there. I strongly urge people to, to get a copy of the DVD and forward yes. that on. You know, the election's less than a week away. George Soros will not be going away after the election, I can tell That's you. Right. Someone asked me today, what happens when he dies? There's yeah. $20 billion sitting in the Open Society Foundation. It produces a billion dollars a year that gets spun off in all these left-wing groups. Soros's influence, the network that he has built, is not going to go away, and we're going to be facing that battle in the, in the years to come. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Frank Wright, this is just groundbreaking information that you don't hear many people talking about. God bless you. Thank you for the research that you're doing and the work at the James Kennedy Center. We so appreciate you, and I would love to have you back on again soon, sir. Todd, please do. Have me back when we do our next special, which is going to be on Soros's influence on the church. You started yeah. your question with that. We don't really dig as deep in that in this Billionaire Radical special as we could have. We're likely going to do in the spring a second special. It's time to, you know, Paul was quick to call out heresy by name. Yes. It's time. People say, oh, well, I criticize the church. I don't want to name names. We're going to name names. Yes. We're going to name names and draw the lines between Soros and all these left-wing radicals to the evangelical church today to try to bring about reform and to try to ignite some kind of a spirit of reviving the heart yes. of the church. So yes. I look forward to talking to you about that. I do too. He's raising people of God up for a time as this. I believe you're on the front lines, Dr. Wright. We just thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Todd. The Lord bless you, brother. Bless you as well. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconato, and this broadcast is brought to you by Remnant Ministries, and we are fully self-funded. We have been attacked on social media and literally cannot even do any advertisement or get any monetary compensation for anything that we do online. So the only way that we're able to do these broadcasts is by your support. I need your help, guys. We really feel called of God to get this information out. But we can't do it without your listener support. You are crucial. You're a critical part of what God is doing in this ministry. If you are able, please go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give. That's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. And please help us in this. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconato. I'm the director of the Religious Liberty Coalition. I'm here today to talk to you about a very important matter for your church or your ministry. You don't have to be a pastor to be concerned, but religious liberty in America is under attack. That's right. Right now, churches are being fined. Some pastors are being threatened with their power turned off or maybe even being thrown in jail. We have to respond. And that's why the Religious Liberty Coalition is here. We are a robust network of believers in Christ who are willing to stand together and fight for religious liberty and freedom in the United States. Not only that, but we will give you the resources and educational materials that you need, as well as legal counsel and legal protection. That's right, 
legal protection. If you join the coalition, you will be protected. Think about it. Joining the coalition could be the most important move that you've made for your ministry, church, or yourself. We will stand with you. You can also sponsor your church. It will be the same thing as if they joined themselves. We need this type of protection in 2020 and beyond. Join the RLC today. You can find us at www.rlcus.org. Thank you and may God bless America.